Welcome to the Vanguard Bible Church podcast. For more information about Vanguard Bible Church, visit www.vanguardbible.org or come worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. at Freedom Middle School in Northwest Bakersfield. We hope you enjoy today's message. You can be seated. I uh, am so glad and uh, thankful uh, that you invited me and my wife, uh, Shannon, to be back with you again today. We were here a few weeks ago. We had such a great time uh, and enjoyed being in your uh, community and your presence. And I'm also excited, and I hope, and I'm sure you are as well, uh, for the coming of your new pastor, uh, James Kellums, who will be coming here in just a, a few days. And I look forward with anticipation, and I pray uh, as... God's for God uh, to continue to lead and lead through your new pastor and through this church as you reach more important people for him. Uh, let me just pray real quick. Holy Father, I just pray that today that, Father, that you would speak through me, your words, not mine. Uh, Father, that, that I would get out of the way and, Father, that your presence and your word would speak to each of our lives here today. In your name I pray, amen. You know, um, today it seems like we live in a cacophony of noise that just surrounds us every single day. You know, seemingly endless sounds and opinions and, and quote-unquote truths or facts that we hear in our media and in our world and in our society every single day day with the endless 24-hour news cycles that we seem to bombard us. Today it seems like there's a million uh, 24-hour news cycles that, that claim to know the truth and, and, and yet speak opinions. And, and we hear all that's going on in the news today. We hear about Afghanistan. We hear about uh, what's going on in Washington. And we hear about the problems of the fact that, hey, how about France pulling back their, their, uh, their ambassadors because they're upset about a deal? Or even hearing about the sequoia, the giant sequoias that are burning in Sequoia National Park. We hear a cacophony, an endless mix of, of noise every single day. It doesn't matter if you're listening to CNN, MSNBC, uh, CNBC, or Fox News. Everybody's got their own opinions, and they all have their own quote-unquote facts or truths that they like to, to share, but they're actually opinions. And we hear all this noise about the way we should handle things, the right way we should handle things, and the right way we should do things. And we hear, and we hear, and we hear, and there's just so much noise, it seems like, going on around us that so many times today it seems like we can't hear the gentle whisper of God. Whom or whom are we listening to today? Is, is the, the gentle whisper of God being drowned out by the, the, the endless mix of opinions and quote-unquote facts that we hear and surround us today? It seems like we're distracted so many times today by in our everyday lives, by what's going on around us, that we have a hard time paying attention to what God wants to speak into our lives. But as we read today here in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13, 
we learn that there's some universal principles, universal principles to life. And we learn these universal principles from the life of Elijah that will help us hear the gentle whisper of God's voice through the noise of life. Now, a bit of background today. Uh, We enter this, this recorded history, recorded history, about the prophet, a prophet named Elijah. And he was a prophet in Israel, and he was a prophet during a time in which Israel had a wicked and godless king. And this wicked and godless king had a wife. His wife was named Jezebel. And Jezebel had, was going around and, and was worshiping false gods instead of the one true God. But instead, she was, she was furious, actually, uh, when Elijah comes along. And, and she actually threatens to kill Elijah because of the way in which his God, the one true God, showed his power. Elijah prayed, and immediately lightning and fire fell from the sky and came down from heaven. And after the spectacular showing of God's power... In the previous chapter, Elijah may have expected the king, uh, the queen uh, Jezebel, that she was going to turn and abandon her false gods, instead worship the one true God, but she didn't. She didn't. Instead, she was furious and threatened to kill Elijah. And Elijah forgot about God's overwhelming power that he had just shown in the previous chapter and ran from the city of Jezreel all the way down to Beersheba, about 100 miles to the south. And after this exhilarating, mighty presence of God competing with the witnesses, God God sending his fire to heaven, consuming the sacrifice, Elijah's emotions just came crashing down. He was feeling sorry for himself at this point that we are going to pick up here. All he could see was the major disconnect between what his faith told him about God and what seemed like Jezreel's control. He was discouraged. He was discouraged and depressed and felt like a failure. And scripture says he just wanted to lay down and die. God knew Elijah was exhausted. And after running such a long way, 100 miles to the south, he knew, God knew that he needed, he was going to go on a long journey and he needed some sustenance. He gave that sustenance to him. He provided him with provision and Elijah was able to travel 40 days, scripture says, in 40 nights to the mountain of Horeb. The mountain of Horeb, the mountain of God, also known as Sinai. And here God began to teach Elijah and he's going to teach us today how to recognize him and hear his voice. Let's pick up here, 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is passing, is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? 
Elijah goes up to the mountain of God to hear God's voice. And God spoke to him, Scripture says, in a gentle whisper. The voice of God is powerful. The voice of God is powerful no matter its form. God's uh, first recorded words in Scripture are, let there be light. God created the universe. God created all that there ever was with his mere voice. And even in a gentle whisper, God's voice spoke the world into existence. That same voice parted the Red Sea. And that, that same voice That same voice told the sun to stand still. God's voice is powerful. His voice can bring down armies. His voice can heal the sick. His voice can turn water into wine. His voice can resurrect a man from the dead. That's what his voice can do. That's what God's voice can do. It can do anything. Hearing God's voice is the key to living the life that God wants us to have. Learning God's voice is the solution to all of our problems. Learning God's voice is a solution to millions, thousands of problems. It's the solution to everything. It is also the key to discovering our destiny, our fulfillment, and the potential for our lives. His voice is love. His voice is powerful. His voice is healing. His voice is wisdom. His voice is joy. Many times God uses his voice to create. He uses his voice to to convict us. He uses his voice to reveal things to us. He uses his voice to, to guide us. He uses his voice to bring us grace. All through God's gentle whisper. All through God's voice. This brings us to our first point today, and that's this. God speaks to us in different ways. Notice, before speaking to Elijah... In a gentle whisper, God sent a powerful wind, a tornado, but he wasn't in it. God sent a powerful earthquake, but he wasn't in it. God sent a powerful fire, but he wasn't in it. No, God came to to speak to Elijah as oftentimes he speaks to us in a gentle whisper. God speaks in so many ways. He speaks in so many different ways. And here, God was not in the wind. But, in like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Nahum, and all other kinds of places in Scripture, God does speak through wind. He can speak through powerful storms. We know this. Now here, in 1 Kings, God did not speak through Elijah through an earthquake. But we know in other parts of Scripture, such as how about Acts, where God brings an earthquake and he breaks open the the doors for Paul and Silas and breaks their chains in a Roman jail. God speaks through earthquakes, but he didn't speak to Elijah at this moment in time in an earthquake. You know, and there's, in this particular instance, God didn't speak through Elijah in fire. But we know God speaks to people in fire. He spoke to Moses through a burning bush. God speaks in different ways. There's nothing God's voice cannot do. And you know what? There's, God usually speaks in the very way he wants to speak at that particular moment. You know, he, he can speak through burning bushes. He can speak through Balaam's donkey. He can speak in all kinds of ways. 
a multitude of ways. God speaks in many ways, and looking through Scripture, it's evident that God speaks to his people in a range of ways. The question is, can we hear his voice? You know, oftentimes, I don't know about you, God speaks and can speak and does speak to people audibly. But for most of us, I think we would say that we've possibly never heard actually God speak to us audibly. But God speaks no matter if our human ears can hear. God speaks no matter if we can't hear his voice. God's speaking. The question is, can we recognize him speaking? Can we recognize his voice? And can we hear him? You find it throughout scripture that, and I find most times, God speaks to us through prayer. He speaks to us through desire. He speaks to us through dreams. He speaks to us through, through open doors or closed doors. He speaks to people. Uh, he uses us to speak to other people. Uh, uh, he speaks to us through promptings. He speaks to us even through pain. God speaks in a multitude of ways. But if we're going to learn from and heal from and get guided by and be restored by God's voice, then we need to learn to hear. We need to learn to hear it and to recognize it. And this brings us to our, our second point, and that's this. God speaks in unexpected ways. Notice back here uh, in verse 11. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. The Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind... There was an earthquake, and but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle voice. Sometimes we ask God for things, and it just doesn't seem like we hear them. It just doesn't seem like maybe at first we hear it. And we don't hear it because maybe it comes in a way that we don't expect. Uh, we feel like we don't hear his voice because it doesn't come in the way or the manner that we expect it to come. Maybe it doesn't come in the time we expect it to come. It doesn't come in the manner we expect it to come. It doesn't come in the way we expect it to come. And so we think, hey, God's not speaking to us, but actually God's voice is always speaking to us, but it's up to us to know, to recognize his voice and be willing to listen because it comes in unexpected ways so often. You know, many of us may feel like, you know, we've, we've gone to, to God in this particular circumstance or this particular problem or this particular crisis in our lives, and man, we're still waiting. We're still waiting to hear his voice. But God speaks to our situations. He just may not speak to it in the way that we expect or the, maybe even the way we want, if we're completely honest. Elijah went up to a mountain. He went up to Mount Horeb. The mountain of God, the mountain of Yahweh, known in other parts of scripture as Mount Sinai. And in fact, in other translations, this particular verse is translated Mount Sinai. Now, Mount Sinai, uh, we know that this is the same mountain that God called Moses to. Uh, God came down on a mountain with smoke and with fire. And, and Moses was terrified. The ground shook like an earthquake. And Moses was scared. He didn't want to go up to the top of the mountain. But God called him to the top of the mountain. And Moses went up to the top of the mountain. And 
and Moses gave, uh, and God gave Moses his Ten Commandments. And Moses came down from the mountain, and God spoke. At the base of the mountain sat three million people, and God, those three million people heard God's voice. This is the same exact mountain. So Elijah, you know, he's on this point, and we see him in his story. He's at this point where he is scared. You know, he, he wants to, to run away from Jez, Jez, Jezebel, and he wants to go to a place far away, secluded, and, and, and get away from the situation that was going on. And he thinks to himself, man, I need to hear from God. So you know what? Bingo! I'm going to go to the very place that I know I've seen God speak powerfully. I'm going to go up to the Mount Sinai. I'm going to go to the top of the mountain, to the top of the peak, to see the power of God, to hear his voice in my life. And Elijah went up to Mount Sinai expecting to have this, this mountaintop spiritual experience, right? He, he, he wanted to have this mountaintop experience on top of Mount Sinai and, and see and hear in a magnificent way, in a powerful, loud way, the voice of God. But that's not how God came to Elijah came in a gentle whisper. You know, I think Elijah, like Elijah, oftentimes, God doesn't speak to us in the way we want, the way we expect, the manner we expect, or the time we expect. And when it comes to hearing God's voice, we have to be very careful. Uh, we have to be very careful because God delights and showing up and showing off. He does. God delights in showing up and showing off in our lives and speaking in magnificent ways, powerful ways. But we can't put God in a box, but often we do. Uh, we think that, you know, a lot of times we think that we have maybe had a, a mountaintop experience and we then think that that's the gold standard, Right? If God's going to speak to us, he's only going to speak to us in that powerful way. But the truth is, is that he speaks to us in many different ways, and he can speak to us in our everyday lives. And a lot of times in our everyday, normal walk through life, he speaks to us with a gentle, quiet voice. We need to be able to hear that voice so we can hear him. God teaches Eliza not to expect everything, he does, he needs not to always expect a, a powerful show of his voice and his power, but instead, in the quiet times of life, to be alert, to be alert for the unexpected, to be alert for his unexpected voice at unexpected times and working through his life in unexpected ways. Many times we expect God to to change us, to work through us. And, and many times, often, he works through us through silence or through a gentle whisper. God wants to be heard. He, he wants to be heard, and what he has to say is more important and so important. And oftentimes, it's, he speaks to us quietly because it's so important, he doesn't want us to miss it. So he speaks with a whisper, just above the threshold of human hearing. What are your expectations for God? 
What are your expectations for how God speaks to you? How he speaks to you in the manner. This brings us to our third point, and that's this. We need to step closer to God to hear him. Notice back here in verse 12. After the earthquake came a fire, and but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled the cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? God's voice came in a whisper. English Standard Version says in a low whisper. Uh, NASB says in a gentle blowing. Or the King James Version says a still, small voice. Now, I found it interesting uh, as I was looking at this uh, passage this week. The human voice has a range in terms of frequency that ranges from 55 hertz to about 880 hertz. The average male speaks at a, a frequency or at a, a frequency of 100 hertz, and the average female speaks at about 150 hertz. Now, the range of hearing is limited to sound for us is about 20 to 20,000 hertz. And anything below 20,000 hertz is known as infrasonic. That means that we can't hear the sound with our ears, but it still exists. It's still sound. It's just at a lower frequency that we have a hard time hearing with our ears. Uh, and for some people, <clears throat> infrasonic sound can cause headaches. Infrasonic sound can also be used by scientists to detect coming earthquakes uh, uh, or even uh, coming volcanic eruptions. That's what infrasonic sound is often used for in our daily lives. Now, up above 20,000 hertz, up above 20,000 hertz, that's the ultrasonic. Ultrasonic frequency sounds can, can crush kidney stones. Ultrasonic uh, sounds can be used to, to see an unborn baby and also be used to heal damaged tissue. You know, when it, it's, it's interesting because I, it seems like sounds are more powerful when we can't hear them. And the same is, is true here. Because God spoke in a whisper. Hebrew says, the Hebrew word for this is damala, which can be translated silence, stillness, or calmness. God's whisper is gentle. His whisper is calm. And yet, there's nothing more powerful than his whisper. It's interesting <clears throat> when we speak about whisper and it's interesting that the definition of whisper is speaking very softly using one's breath without using one's vocal cords it's how god created adam he whispered to dust and named it adam it's how each of us were created we were created with god's whisper the universe was created with God's whisper, it is extremely powerful. It's extremely powerful in our lives. Whispering. Why did God speak in this way? He could have spoken in any way, Elijah. He could have spoke through a hurricane. He, he could have spoke through an earthquake. He could have spoke through a fire, but he didn't. He spoke in a still, small voice, a gentle whisper. You know, when we whisper, 
it requires us to do something. It requires us to step closer to the one who's trying to speak to us. It requires us to, to get our ears closer to the mouth of the other who's trying to whisper to us. God whispered to Elijah because he wanted him to step closer to him. He wanted an intimate relationship with him. Whisper, it, it denotes secrecy, intimacy. We have to get close to the one who is whispering to their voice to hear them. We have to get close to them. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I wish that God would just speak with a microphone always and forever. Because it's a lot, lot easier for me, maybe because of my unwillingness, my inability to hear God's frequency, his still small voice. I would love for him to shout his directions, his guidance for my life, because then I think maybe I would for sure know it's God. But what's the truth? When you speak with a microphone, when someone speaks with a megaphone, when someone speaks loudly, we usually don't get closer to them. We usually step back from them. Because the frequency is so loud. We step away. Oftentimes we step back. But that's not what God wanted. He wanted Elijah to step forward, to step to him, not to step away from him. So he spoke to him in a gentle voice. Now I have been married to my lovely wife Shannon for 21 years. And we know each other. It's been 21 amazing long years. We know each other very, very well. Yeah, at this point, we definitely can finish each other's sentences. At this point, we definitely know each other's thoughts because we have an intimate relationship with each other. We're with each other. We're stuck with each other at the hip 24-7. We know each other. At this point, we, we, it just takes a look. And I don't even have to whisper. I know what she's thinking. I, I know what she's thinking at, at any moment. You know, we look. Oh, yeah, okay. We know each other because we have an intimate, close connection, relationship with each other. And so we know each other's thoughts. We know each other's hearts. The same is true with God. God wants that intimacy with us so that just with his whisper, we know his heart. We know his voice. We know his direction for our lives. That's the connection, the intimacy that God wanted for Elijah. And that's the connection, the intimacy that God wants for you and for me. That's why God spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. But we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to listen. It requires listening. It's often said that, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth, and so we need to listen twice as much. But we don't. We have a hard time listening sometimes, it seems like. If we're going to hear God, we have to be willing to listen to what he wants to say to us. If we are not willing to listen to everything Everything. 
God wants to say to us, then we're going to hear nothing. We're going to hear nothing. If you want to hear his comforting voice, you have to hear his convicting voice. If we're honest with ourselves, though, we often choose not to hear God's voice because we're afraid of what he may or may not say to us. What he may or may not want for us. But we know from Scripture that God is love. So we, we know that, that, that if God is love and if God is loving, then, then there is nothing, nothing that God could say that wouldn't come to us in a loving manner. But the truth is that many of us need some tough love. Many of us don't really want the tough love. <laughs> I know I speak for myself, I don't. But most of the time, God speaks to us with more of what he knows we need and less of what he knows we want. What's God speaking to you? How's God speaking to you today? Is it speaking it in a way that you're expecting or that you want? This brings us to our final point today, and that's this. To hear God through the voice, we must be willing to be in God's presence. Notice back here in verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then notice again here in verse 13, it says, and after the fire came a gentle whisper, and then Elijah heard it, and he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave, and then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Notice here. Elijah has to step out of his cave twice. He had to step out of his cave twice. You know, I understand. I can, I can feel for Elijah. I, could, may, I can't necessarily relate to Elijah. But, you know, he may have been a little scared, okay? There was an earthquake. There was a fire. There was a tornado. Hey, I think I'm going to go back into my safe cave, right? But he had to step out and step out into the presence, step forward into the presence of God in order to hear. For some of us today, God's saying to us, I want you to get back out of the cave so that you can hear me. I want you to get back out of your selfishness. I want you to get back out of your taking care of yourself, dealing with yourself, dealing with problems with yourself. I want you to get back out of your insecurities. I want you to get like Elijah out of your self-pity. I want you to get back out of your cave and get back and step in and step towards my presence. Get back out of your cave, Elijah. <clears throat> Several years ago, my wife's family is from Colorado and we were visiting her family. And I wanted, in Colorado, there are 58 14ers. 14ers are 14,000 foot peaks. And for some people, it's their lifelong goal to climb all 58 14ers. I just had a goal to climb one. And so on this one particular summer day, I was prepared. I had gotten my maps together. I knew exactly where I was going to go. And I knew the time that I had to do it. I only had seven hours, way too short of an amount of time to do it. I had to get on to doing other things. And this particular peak called Humboldt Peak, it had a really high 
uh, trailhead. The trailhead, the actual trail start for this peak was pretty high in elevation already. Now, I didn't have a, 14, a, a four-wheel drive vehicle. I just had a little Saturn at the time. And so I drove up to the base of this mountain, parked my Saturn. I got out a mountain bike, and I rode up a steep, rugged, huge boulders trail at a very steep angle, five miles, just to get to the top of the trailhead. Now, by the time I got to the top, I was completely exhausted. <laughs> I was completely exhausted. I still actually needed to hike this hike to get to the top of the mountain. And I start making my way up. I park my bike. I start making my way up the, the mountain. And I'm going a couple of miles. And I realize I only had seven hours. And I only have about now an hour and a half to now go all the way five miles down this rugged trail in order to get back to where I needed to go. So as I've walked, I still probably have at least a mile and a half to go. But I'm running out of time in order to get to the top of the mountain. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to sit right here, and I'm just going to enjoy the moment. So in that moment, I, I sat down on the side of this trail, and I just took it all in. Looking out over this expanse, this beautiful, God-created expanse. I mean, it was kind of magical. There, there were butterflies going around. There was a, a, a bubbling creek going beside. You could hear it. The sun was shining down. It was just beautiful. And I just, at that moment, I was just struck by God's majesty, his amazing creation in a way that had never been before. And at that moment, so loudly and clearly, I heard God speak, not in an audible voice, but in a way so sure and so definite, it's undeniable. And as I was sitting there at the top, not at the top, a little bit disappointed that I couldn't make it to the top, as I was sitting there, I, I heard God speak and say, Eric, you didn't have to climb this mountain to see me, to hear me. I was at the bottom. What are you doing here, Eric? I am with you always. You didn't have to climb the mountain. Just come to me. And I realized at that moment how far I had backed away from God's gentle voice. And how, how much I had missed hearing his gentle whisper. I made my way down. And today, you know, <clears throat> I think each of us, each of us, we can reflect upon where we're at in our relationship and our connection and in relationship to the presence of God. Are we where we need to be in order to hear his whisper? You got to be close to him if you're going to hear his very breath upon your ear. You got to be in an intimate relationship, connection with him. If he's going to speak into your life, God calls us like he calls it Elijah to step to him 
if we're going to, to hear his voice through the noise that goes on in our lives on a daily basis. Who are we listening to? Who are we tuned into? Are we tuned into the, the noise that seems to be going on around us and through our TV sets, through our work, through our expectations, through our family lives, through our schedules, through our jobs? Are we able to hear the still, small voice of God? As the band comes up, let us pray. We hope you've enjoyed this Vanguard Bible Church podcast. You can find more sermon messages online at vanguardbible.org. Have a great week, and we hope we'll see you soon.